Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so to train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Hey there, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast, Joyful Home. My name is Marissa, and I have the pleasure to talk with my dear friend Ashley every week about some really important, encouraging truths found in the Bible. And today, Ashley read our Titus 2 verse that we've kind of been using as our guide to go through some of the foundations to our homemaking. And today, don't be fooled by today's word. It may sound simple. The world has made it to sound this way. Just be kind. But what does the biblical worldview of this word mean? And what is the depth behind it? That is what we get to talk about today. Yes. Hello, friend. It's good to be with you. I know. I love this. (laughs) How are you doing? Oh, we're hanging in there. (laughs) (laughs) Just racing from one thing to the next and popping on to get a podcast in between. I appreciate that. Oh, I love it. And I love chatting with you. It's so fulfilling. (laughs) Good. Well, good. I was also thinking about how much the the world loves to use this word kind and to put it on bumper stickers and like old navy t-shirts you know like just be kind navy t-shirts you know like I feel like that's that's like the kind of stuff they do anyway yes what do they say you know in a world where you can be anything be kind oh there it is yes oh man yeah and I mean I'm sure we could do an entire episode on what the world means by kind but that's not really important to us so right right yeah well, why don't so you we will talk about this? Yeah, oh, sorry. Why don't you give us kind of like I don't know, maybe just a introduction to the biblical meaning of the word kind. Uh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> if only I had I I did not study what the actual you know, the, um, the Greek word or whatever. Right. Hebrew. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And some <laughs> I did notice that some translations say to be kind and some of them just say kind and obviously it means the same thing Mm -hmm. um and I do I think it's so important that I mean obviously it's important that it's in here because it's the word of God but um just the fact that I think it goes to show us it doesn't you can do all of the other things you can be working really hard at home you can be self-controlled you could even be submissive to your husband you could be training up your children doing all of the things but what what is the attitude behind it and I know we've talked about that before too um mm-hmm. but I think that that is summed up in where that word like or that phrase to be kind like that's summing up the fact that the attitude behind it is just as important as doing all of the things because we all know we can all imagine someone cleaning the house serving dinner reading stories to their children put their story putting their or putting their children to bed afterward like doing all of the things doing that in a 
kind way and doing Mm -hmm. that in an unkind way, doing that with a good attitude or doing that with a bad attitude. And that makes all the difference in your homemaking, in what your children are seeing and what your husband is seeing. And in my mind, there's kind in action and there's kind in speech. Mm -hmm. And both of those are super important, but obviously behind both of those things is what's in the heart because you're going to overflow in your actions and speech what's in your heart. And so Mm -hmm. if you don't have the joy of the Lord and you don't, you are not feeling kind and loving toward your husband and children, then you are not going to act that way. Right. So, um, you know, so first of all, you know, knowing or um, having the kindness toward your husband and children in your in your heart before you speak and act. And of course, and I kind of alluded to this in um, a post I made earlier on our um, Instagram page <laughs> that we like, why are we kind? Like not just to be like airline stewardesses, like just smiling right. and like you know whatever but like we are kind because God is so kind to us he is so Mm -hmm. good to us he is so loving toward us that that is why we are kind to others it's not just leaning on our own um, I love it leaning on our own understanding and I don't know kindness that just bubbles up from within because no we're sinful humans but God has given us that so anyhow what are your thoughts no I love that I love that when I think about the word kind Um, well, first of all, we've talked about this too, that the kindness is like uh, a joy from within a heart position. And Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why we decided to name our podcast joyful homemaking, because it's coming from a not self-centered position, but a servant servanthood position of joy. Um, when it comes to our homemaking, I am I um, am teaching my children and isn't it ironic that whatever we teach our children is always just the lesson we need to preach to ourselves. But when when I am talking about obedience to my children, we choose to encourage them to obey a threefold. First, right away, you know, without delay, right away. Second, mm-hmm. all the way, you know, we're not going to be halfway Herberts. There's a book that I read to my kids called Halfway Herbert. <laughs> it's perfect. If you haven't had this book in your life, I don't even remember the author, but just look up Halfway Herbert. He goes through like halfway scenarios. He only re- brushes like half of his teeth. And so like there's this picture of like his top teeth are like shiny and beautiful and clean. And then it's a cartoon book. And then in the bottom half are like green slime pus stuff coming out. It's like horrible. But it really does paint a very good picture about being half um half away obedient. So right away, all the way. And then lastly we always say with a happy heart. We've chosen to use the word happy, although there's lots of people's feedback about what you should do to say otherwise. It could be the same thing, you know, with a joyful heart. It's choosing to obey with a heart position of joy because you are being obedient to the Lord when you are obeying your parents or you are being obedient to the Lord as you are doing things unto him. And the Lord does not want us to be grumbling and complaining as we are doing 
his will or obeying him. Like who would want that actually? Right. Like this is our Mm -hmm. father. This is our, you know, our Lord and savior who we owe everything to. Why wouldn't we choose to do it with joy, 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 joy. And, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard this argument, Ashley. And so I'm going to say it. And then I want you to tell me, am I way off my rocker? Is this actually a thing? And if you concur with this statement, but I have heard people bring up the difference between joy and happiness as joy being an internal thing that you have, um, because of the joy of the Lord and happiness being like a fake, like I am being pleasured by this. So I'm happy about it in this moment, but I don't have internal joy. Have you heard of this? Am I just off my rocker? No, I, I have not heard of this. This is this like Christian people are saying this or I'm confused. Yeah. Oh, like they're saying like happy is happy. Like they equate happiness to being fake. Yeah. I think what they're trying to do is to draw out this internal joy versus external pleasure. You know what I mean? Like we're trying to make sure that our actions are eternally founded or internal, like inside they're founded on the joy of the Lord being our strength and what we are doing are things out of and not trying to do something so that I may gain happiness or pleasure from it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess I understand the idea behind it. I mean, I think, yeah, you can really get into the weeds on some of the, these Words. phrases and what you're yes. saying, but yeah, I mean, we've definitely said happy heart also because I think the alliteration just makes it kind of appealing with like little kids you know like and then we have a happy heart yeah when we do that so yeah but I haven't I don't know I I haven't really I don't know I haven't seen these (laughs) these internet (laughs) fights about happiness versus joy but I'm sure they're there (laughs) don't you just someone's made a reel about it but I don't know that's exactly what I was thinking someone (laughs) someone has just done it so that they could get more likes and And you Something know could, so, so somebody could comment, thank you. I really needed to hear that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's why they did I that. I really needed that vocabulary adjustment in my life. <laughs> I needed that lesson. No, yeah. you don't feel the pressure to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. I can just be joyful now. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. Well, oh, I, so, okay. Well, I don't know. Again, we might be getting into the weeds, but I think of the difference. So like joy, the joy of the Lord is what we have because we know our salvation. We know our hope. Like we have, we have Jesus. And so that's the joy that we can have even when all else is stripped from us, even in a horrible, mm-hmm. you think about like a Corey Ten Boom or the apostle Paul or all these different horrific scenarios that people have been put in through history, but they still have Jesus. And so they still have joy. And this is why when Paul says rejoice in all circumstances, I was just talking to my kids about this, rejoice in all circumstances. And you can like, we don't even, we can't even fathom the conditions he was in. Like I was explaining to my kids that I had seen like a video or something of like the dungeon he was put in basically. Ah. And the fact that he's writing, like he still can write rejoice in all circumstances. So clearly these people now, were they really happy? Probably not, but they had the joy. (laughs) They had joy. They had the joy of the Lord. And um, anyway, I think of like, like I have a dear friend who's 
traveling because she is going to her father's memorial service tomorrow. And will she be really happy at the memorial service? No, probably not. That's sad. She misses her father and I'm sure her whole family does, but they still have the joy knowing that he's with Jesus and that one day they will be reunited with him, you know? So Mm -hmm. anyhow, sorry, I feel like, again, I feel like we've gotten into a little bit of the weeds, but yeah, happiness versus joy. I'm not sure. It's important, regardless of what word you use, it's important to know that when you do actions, I mean, when you scrub a toilet, right? When you change Mm -hmm. a diaper, those actions aren't necessarily in the world's eyes bringing you pleasure. (laughs) Right. What they are doing is bringing joy to your life when you are walking out the given responsibility that you, that God has blessed you with. Like you can look at that toilet as, you know, you can be disheartened or discouraged or annoyed, or you can look at it as a joy to serve others. Like I'm sure our Lord and savior did not think, Oh, what a, you know, drag to have to go and die on a cross, you know, but he willingly did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's ultimate joy from that. Although For the pain. joy set before him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that, you know, obviously we're not being nailed to a cross when we're cleaning these toilets, but it's a heart position that we keep talking about. And how do you get that heart position? Well, first of all, you get right with the Lord, <laughs> you know, like you come to ability of who you are, who your identity is, who has saved you. And, and like you said, with these like martyrs and different people that were, you know, facing this persecution, like all that mattered was Christ, right? Like consider Mm -hmm. Christ in all things. And that message is not just for them, but for us as homemakers as well. Yes. Yes. And God gives us these commandments not, I mean, because he knows what is best for us. Like when you're talking about talking with your kids about attitude, I mean, and also having a good attitude ourselves, but like I tell, I will tell my kids, you know, if we're having a bit of a, a toot about something and it's like, okay, we need to have a little talk about this. I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. Imagine this scenario, you huff off to go do what I asked you to do and you do it all the whole time, grumbling and complaining to yourself and thinking about how much you'd rather be doing something else. Or you choose to do it with joy for the glory of God. Which one sounds like more fun? You know, like I will run through those scenarios with them all the time. And I think like moms have to ask themselves that same thing. Like, okay, so you have to get up early or, you know, or all night long with the baby or with a kid that needs it or whatever it might be. Yeah. You have to get up you have to make breakfast, you you have to get everybody dressed, you have to do laundry, you have to, I mean, you have all these things you have to do, which sounds like more fun to just be snarky to everybody to make the the atmosphere of the whole house just stink, you know, and to have your right. husband not want to come home because you're cranky and to feel like, you know, and play a pity party and do whatever. Or what if you tackle it with joy and with kindness to people? I mean, which one sounds like more fun? You know, I yeah. just, I, so God, it's like God asks this of us because he also knows that this is what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And I, I've heard this analogy before that I really like, okay, we've all, I think we talked about this in a podcast before where that 
that infamous quote, you know, like happy wife, happy life, or if mama ain't mm-hmm. happy, no one's happy. And we've already talked about that. That is the wrong approach. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. like we have our hands in a lot of things. And so our attitude and our heart position matters a lot. Um, but what I've heard someone as an encouragement to mom and dads say is choose to be a thermostat not a thermometer. So like set the temperature, don't react to the temperature. And Uh, then in this joy, set the tone of joy, you know, don't react to whatever might be happening in your sinful reaction, right? Because our sinful nature, what is the opposite of kind is unkind to be selfish and thinking of ourselves and not others. So instead of we're being reactive instead of set instead set the temperature set the thermometer set the standard of joy and so that you are already walking out in that you are already your your house will be more joyful your marriage will be more joyful you yourself will be more joyful and i was also thinking when you were talking i mean my heart because of my motherhood state right now goes right to, okay, training my kids, obey right away, all the way with a happy heart. But really we are, our first jurisdiction is as wives, right? And mm-hmm. would, and as our role as a helpmate, you know, think of me, the Lord sets these examples and sets in our path, the way that will bring the most peace in our home. But even just logically thinking, would you rather have, a helper who is angry and bitter and uh, depressed, or would you rather have a helper who is joyful and kind and quick to serve? I mean, hello, who's going to pick the angry one, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, and, and don't, and I think that, I mean, we've talked about this too before, but I think that women often will use their attitudes as manipulators. Well, if I'm just grumpy for long enough, then maybe he'll give in to whatever it is or he'll ask me what's wrong or, you know, like whatever, whatever it might be. But, but that's, that is not what we're called to do. And can we, yeah. Yeah. Can we just call it the elephant in the room? If you're using it as a manipulator because you feel like you have needs and they are not being met, then talk to your husband about things that are concerning to you. Like uh, things that are legitimate, right? Like if you feel like you cannot keep up with something because there's other things going on. And so you're just going to disregard it and not do it. No, he is, he, you guys are a team. And that doesn't mean that he needs to be doing the responsibility, but he would, he wants to hear your heart, right? When you approach it in a humble way. I mean, I remember coming to my husband, I think I'm trying to remember, I think we had five kids under five and I came to, I'm like, I was, I'm allowed to keep up with laundry. Do you have any ideas for me? And at this time in our lives, like Darren was kind of climbing that corporate ladder. We were trying to get established, you know, we've grown a lot since then, but (laughs) he (laughs) was working like entering the day and he was out of the house a lot. And we just decided at that time, um, and no shame, but at that time we just decided to hire a gal from church to come and help me with laundry because I felt like that was the thorn in my side. And I wasn't being able to give what I wanted to give to my kids. Was that the right answer? 
at the moment, it's coming to him. He helped me solve a problem. You know what I mean? Like having an outside perspective. So instead of being manipulative or unkind to get what you want, just humble yourself and talk to your husband. I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and because also I think that women oftentimes will think like, well, if I'm just grumpy, then he's going to come and try to figure out what's wrong. Right. Well, no, he's not a woman. So yeah. he's not going to do that. He's probably actually just going to distance himself and then that will cause bitterness. And then it just gets worse and worse and spirals out of control. So yeah, do not, don't use your, do not use your attitude to manipulate your husband, but instead like, like Marissa was saying, be a joyful helper. I mean, who would not sign up to have a joyful helper, right? As a, you know, as a man, <laughs> like, yes, that sounds great. And there's, yeah. And there's nothing, I don't think, I don't know. I'm not a man, but as far as I can tell, there's not anything more attractive to a man than a woman that loves him, is devoted to him and is cheerful around him. Yes. You know, like excited for him to be home and wants to listen about his day and is, you know, even if yes. things happen during the day that were awesome is, you know, is just cheerful. And happy. I mean, that's what it what a blessing for a husband to come home to. And like Marissa has said before, <laughs> ask me how I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all had days, you know, yep. we've all had times that that was not we were not acting as we ought to on that. So I am not saying that I am coming from a perfect place here, but um <laughs> I do know the type of atmosphere my husband would rather come home to <laughs> because he has come home to both. So right. anyhow, Ask I'm not trying to say I it. Know. <laughs> yeah, not it. trying to say it from a place of always having done this perfectly. Um, yeah. And I anyhow, heard... I did. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Oh, I, I was just going to say really quick. I When I was at a mutual friend's house um, once and her husband came home from work. A gal that you know, too. Uh, her husband came home oh, no. from work. And she said, welcome home, honey. And it was just the way that she said, welcome home. I just thought that is such a sweet thing to say because he's been gone all day. And for her to just verbally welcome. And, you know, like I think I'd always say like, hi, you know, to my husband, give me a kiss, whatever. (laughs) But welcome home. So anyway, so I totally adopted that. And I say that when he comes in the door. I love that. I love that. I've heard... um... When you say that, I've heard like <clears throat> to stop whatever you're doing, like to stop and just go mm-hmm. and, and, and give that welcome, whether that's a hug, that's a kiss, that's a not, not do this. And again, this is ask me how I know not do this. Walk up with baby in hand, hand baby <laughs> and go, away. you know what I mean? Don't do that. Like welcome your husband home. And this is why I heard someone say this really fun way. And I'm, I played sports growing up. So I resonated with it well, but the best defense or the best offense is a good defense. So like the best way to pursue your husband is to, t- to defend and take care of your home. Mm-hmm. be that home that he wants to come home to right that's yeah. the best offense for your marriage that's the best goal <laughs> um yeah. offense is when you have a home that he wants to participate in and you guys we we actually says this so beautifully but this is for the ladies right like we know that mm-hmm. the men have responsibilities and we know that the lord will be convicting and working on them as 
as they seek him, but we are not the convictors and we are not speaking to men. We are speaking to women and we are just seeking hard to encourage other women as we preach to ourselves. And I know I probably really shouldn't use the word to preach, but y'all know what I mean. So, um, (laughs) but I, Oh, and, Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, just, just wanted to throw this in there really quickly. since We are, have already, told everyone that we're, we're self-proclaimed extremists. Mm-hmm. We don't believe women should be preaching. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's why, why I they preach says, joke. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> oh, I think that's good because I have grown a lot in that area. Um, I, as you guys listen to these podcasts and as you follow our, our joyful humming keen podcast page and our raising rice's page and a boring homepage. You'll get to know a little bit more about us, which I think is so important. If you are hearing encouragement from someone that, you know, <laughs> what they mm-hmm. stand, but I've been on a huge journey of, uh, progressive sanctification, right? Like where you just learn more truth. And I didn't always believe the doctrinal things that I do now, um, which is again, another podcast, but I just wanted to say that just to encourage any young woman out there listening, there's a lot of sounds. There's a lot of voices. They can come off as encouragement. They can come off as correction. They can come off as teaching, but whatever voices you hear, seek to know who you are hearing it from. And Ashley, you talk about this so well all the time. that whenever you are going to learn from someone new that you kind of do your, your research on them, your, your background check. (laughs) Oh (laughs) yes. Yeah. And look for the fruit. Yeah. Look for the fruit in their life. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Um, I wanted to bring up an elephant in the room, um, a controversial thought that you brought up. And so I'm just going to intro it. I'm going to let you just run with it because, Oh, uh, is that okay? You will know what I'm talking about once I say it. Okay. Okay. I love doing this to you, Ashley. I'm like, and I'm going to tell you this controversial thing. And then I want you to talk about it. Maybe the audience could guess who takes notes ahead of time and who takes notes during the podcast. We'll just throw that out there. I just love you. And I love your heart. And (laughs) man. um, Okay. So we all have... A, a worldview. We pray that we are communicating a biblical worldview. But in the world, kind and loving can come across as tolerant to anyone's behavior. And in motherhood, specifically within the homemaking realm, we believe that kindness is not allowing sin to go unchecked. Go, Ashley, go. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm mm. over here nodding my head because we actually believe that the most kind thing that you can do is to teach truth to your children and mm. to live out truth for those around you. And so truth is the word of God and God's word and his standard And so kindness means that we are showing our kids the standard and we are training them in the standard and we are expecting the standard from them. And we realize that's not perfectly, but um, it is actually, 
sorry, am I still on? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I hit my phone, and I have to be very careful. Um, Are you getting really so, passionate there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, so the yeah, so kindness actually can come in the form of disciplining your children, and yes. that is a huge kindness because God, in His kindness, if He if He just leaves you alone, and Pastor Mike, our Mike, our pastor, says this really well. In fact, I think he said it this morning even. If, if God is leaving you alone in your sin, that's real bad. That means you've really, you've gotten really deep into it. But when, when God is correcting your sin and re and rebuking that sin and helping you to repent and turn around back toward him, that is his kindness toward us. And so it is the same thing with our children. We are not being kind to our children when we ignore their sin, we are being kind when we discipline them for mm-hmm. that sin. And I'm, and I'm not saying, I mean, there's different forms of discipline, right? Everybody has different form. I, I will never forget. I was going once to pick up um, a child, a friend of one of my kids from their house and their sibling wanted to come with them. And I kind of looked at the mom and she said, oh, well, we've been having a really hard day with that one, but I've just been giving lots of grace to them. And so that you can totally, they can go home with you for a play date. I'll tell you what, it was so miserable to have that kid at my house and Uh. they have not come over again. And because what that kid didn't need was quote, quote, grace, what that kid probably needed was a spanking or <laughs> some sort of correction because we, like I tell my kids all this all the time in fact I was telling talking to one of them about it um anyway if we are being kind we are raising them up to be people that other people want to be around right and I yeah. do not want to be around this child and but that's and so that's not kindness like kindness is showing them the standard and expecting that standard from them. Um, And then, and of course, kindness to your husband doesn't mean that you're, you would ever go along with sin that he is asking, you know, or, or that you would, you would just, I, I don't know. I mean, he's kindness, kindness is submitting to your husband too, but when we will get that to that in the next part of the verse. But there, um, yeah, there, so the world whole conversation, <laughs> right? So the world sees kindness as just ex, just let and everybody can have their truth, and you just need to uphold it and accept whatever they say as their truth and their standard. Well, kindness biblically, if we're being kind, then we are teaching that truth and proclaiming that truth, the biblical truth, the true truth to our children and those around us. Yeah. So is that what you were getting at? That is totally what I was getting at. I, yeah. Kindness could be giving a consequence. Kindness could be correcting. Kindness could be giving the skills needed for success. I mean, even if you, I remember talking to my kids and um, like I was giving them an example of that. It is out of love that, and love and kindness, right? It is out of love that I give correction and give consequences to teach mm-hmm. and to train you. If I didn't love you, I could care less, you know, what yes. you are making. And I, 
you know, as they get older or as I find examples to show them, as I consequence them and st- remind them that I'm doing this out of love, then and that the Lord has assigned me to train up, you know, in his ways, my children, and I need to, for his glory and for my obedience to him and out of my love for my kids do this. I remember giving them the example like, what if I just, you know, what if I, I, I don't remember Felicity, maybe she was young or something. What if Felicity just ran out into the street and I didn't correct her and my oldest daughter who just, uh, you know, hypersensitive to things. No, mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> and I was like, I know, right? Like what could happen? Consequences of me not giving her a consequence, right? What is mm-hmm. the result? of me not showing that love and that kindness to her is that death could happen. And when we think about sin, we think about our need for a savior. And that is an eternal death, an eternal separation from our Lord and savior. And that would be extremely unloving of mom, not to point out the sin that causes us to repent and seek a savior. So I think the ultimate kindness, like Pastor Mike talks about, and like we're talking about, is correction, even though it might not feel all the feels, you know, might not feel good to give your kid a consequence. We have to remember why we are doing this kindness, why we are doing this love, because just like the joy coming back to that joy, cleaning toilets, you know, doing dishes, it might not feel the feelings might not be there for, you know, happiness, but it's for unto the Lord. You know, it's the service that is sanctifying our hearts. It is the setting the example of servanthood. And I, you know, every time I say this word, I can imagine someone listening to this, just picturing a servant, like a maid, you know, or whatever. And that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ served, right? Mm -hmm. He washed feet. He took care of the sick he assigned high positions in the church, like deacons and deaconesses to serve, <laughs> you know, like, I think that we have gotten an, a backwards impression of what it means to care for others. And because unfortunately, I think we are just thinking of ourselves. Yeah. What do you, yeah, yeah we, right? we, we just want, we want to be served. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I think that there's a lot of that with mom, like moms are like, I just, there should be somebody doing this for me. And it's <laughs> instead of thinking, what could I be doing for those around me? It's so a reality I, check. Yeah. Which I have a question for you. Oh, okay. it segues <laughs> into what do you think? Or when do you think scenarios? What it, when is it the most difficult to be kind like what yeah when do you think we fall into the temptation of unkindness with in terms of homemaking so you're you know your your people around you yeah I think okay so I was a school teacher before I became a mom 
And, Mm -hmm. um, I remember in school learning about how it, if your basic needs are not cared for as a student, like if they're at home in a hard situation or something, then they literally cannot be successful in a classroom setting because they don't have their needs met, you know, like they're thinking about their tummy being hungry or they're thinking about a fight that their parents had. And if they're going to have parents to go home to, or, you know, like you can picture the needs. And I think in a roundabout way, as a homemaker, as a wife, as a mom, I am the same way. When I neglect taking care of my spiritual needs, as far as relying on the Lord, being in prayer, seeking his word, even if it's um, little bites throughout the day. You know how like they say feasts on the word of God. Sometimes I can't prepare a Thanksgiving meal of the Bible reading every day. (laughs) Snack here and there. And if I don't have my heart aligned with God's heart, I fall victim to, oh, victim's the wrong word. I, but I fall into the trap of self-centeredness, forgetting my role, forgetting my place, forgetting my mission. Um, honestly, Ashley, I struggled with um, nourishment for my body being a need that has to take place or else my mind and my emotions really do struggle. I was public schooled and um, I had this you know, schools and their schedules, I can't even keep up, but like I went to school at seven and I had first lunch or I think it was like at 1030 or something. And then I didn't get picked up until like three, I don't know. Like, let's just pretend that's the schedule. And my mom had to come in and like advocate for me to have a snack at like you know, one or something like two hours after lunch. Cause I still had two hours to go. Cause I was literally coming home every day with headaches and like nauseousness and like, I couldn't focus. And so I, you know, we are not doing self-care. Ashley and I are kind of like opposed mm-hmm. to that and self-love mm-hmm. and self-whatever, but you do need to be aware of nourishing, like some people like me, needs to be aware that if I do not take care of my body the way that God has created it, then I can't serve well for him. So it's not a self-care for myself. It's like a a, um, a soul care, you know, like taking care of the things I need so that I can pursue and take care of the souls that are around me. So that's another thing. Sleep. I'm a weirdo girl. I'm so weird. I got to get my sleep in. And I really struggle with that because the Proverbs, you know, 31 woman wakes up early in the morning and gets all of her things done. And I learned really quickly that I need to figure out a different system that allows me to get sleep so that I can be my best for my kids. And so I don't know. I don't know if this is kind of what you're searching for with your question. And I kind of just told you like all this personal information about myself. (laughs) You do some like investigative work about how you can give your best and what you need to give your best and not in a self-care. I need to go get a pedicure or I need, you know, whatever. I can't even think of another example, but, but just what kind of basic things that the Lord says is good for you to do 
so that you can model and take care of your family well. What about you? Do you have anything? You're totally opposite yeah. of me, I bet. You could like not eat. What do you think? Oh, no, I know. I think that's really important. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, you know, when you're a mom, you're in the kitchen so much that I find yeah. I am regularly eating. But, um, but if for some reason, yeah, I have skipped a couple meals and then I'm like, why do I feel so weird or <laughs> whatever yeah. it might be? Oh, maybe you should eat something. Yeah. So, no, I think that that's a really important and obvious um, one that people don't think about. Like it is. Like, it seems obvious, but people may not think. And, like, the whole, um, what is the whole, like, angry when you're hungry? Why can't I think of it? Hangry. Oh, my word. I was like, this is, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Like, it is a real thing. And it's it's a real thing for your toddler. And it's a real thing for moms. Yes. I was just going to say, like, kids go through this, too. But, and I'm going to say this. Ask me how I know. It is not an excuse for sin. It is no. not an excuse for lashing out in anger or frustration at your kids. And again, ask me how I know this. It's those things are your responsibilities and your responsibility is you're responsible for your sin. You cannot say, well, I didn't eat lunch. And so that's why I yelled at you. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. Like, no, that is not appropriate. <laughs> No, those stupid t-shirts that say, I'm sorry for what I said when I was hungry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, sadly, that might be true, but that's not okay. And I I also, I think, um, as I was kind of thinking this through earlier, um, I was thinking about how much just stress, I think, causes us yeah. to be tempted to be unkind. And that can be all sorts of different stress, like the stress of, Maybe you're really trying to get the house clean. Yeah, busyness. And what was that? Busyness. Yeah, busy. Like oh, we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go. Come on, white wire. Your shoes not on. Why are you? You know, whatever. Like that, that yes. sort of stress. The stress of no. I mean, not sleeping. Like you were saying, that's. I mean, that can be stressful. And I think that our our society, our world, is like solve it by just taking the stress away. So if your house is a mess, just become a minimalist and. If you have too many things to do, just say no to everything so you don't have to ever be busy and feel stressed. And I think that that is the wrong approach. I'm not saying that it's bad to take stuff to goodwill, and I'm not saying it's bad to take some <laughs> stuff off your calendar. But I, what you have to do is, again, like look at the heart issue. You have right. to be able to – like this is part of your sanctification. You have to be able to go through times of stress and still be kind. And, you know, or if you are in pain, I mean, we, you and I have both had some pretty severe medical stuff in our past and like, or still guess what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Still, I know the the chronic pain. Oh man. But it's like, you know what? Suck it up buttercup. Yes. Rejoice in all circumstances. That includes this one. I mean, it includes all of them. And so, um, I think, you know, we have to, you can't just always try to take all the stresses out of your life or all of the things that cause you. I mean, like Marissa said, if you're, you know, if you know that you get hangry, get, put some trail mix in your diaper bag. I mean, just like think, you know, there's yeah. obvious things that you can do. Um, but you can't, you can't just take all the, all the things that, that lead to that sin, try to take them all away. Instead, 
when the temptation comes, you have to rely on the Lord yeah. to resist the temptation. And you still, yes, you're called to still be kind. So, anyhow. yes. And I yeah. would just recommend um, seek the Lord through prayer or seek the Lord through meditations of verses that you've memorized. Um I'm just thinking like of two right now, you know, what is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. Like recite, mm-hmm. you know, first Corinthians 13 to yourself through prayer or if even saying it aloud or in, I think it's Philippians, um, whatever is true, whatever is just whatever, you know, like, what am I saying? Are these, is this what I need to be saying? Check yourself, check your words, check your heart, uh, through prayer and through meditation on the word. Um, and, and, and seek, seek to be around people who feel that passion as well. You put yourself around people who complain and who, you know, woe is me. The, those words are going to become your words. And when people say garbage in, garbage out, you know, what you are listening in is what's going to come out. So put yourself into a scenario where you can be encouraged by people um, to have that joy of the Lord. Yes, absolutely. If you live anywhere near Marissa, hang out with her because she's an amazing influence on that. And, you know, I keep hearing about all this stuff about how people are, you know, are so fake on Instagram and I don't doubt it at all. But I'm like, (laughs) every smile you see on Marissa's face is genuine. Every sweet, kind word toward her sibling or toward her siblings, toward her (laughs) children and her husband. Anyway, I just feel like you are. It's fun to talk to you about this because you are so kind to those around you and 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 consistently there's not you're it's not different behind closed doors because I think I've known you in enough scenarios to know that so anyhow oh, you've seen enough tears too though let me tell you I've had my moments and Ashley is such an amazing I won't talk about those tears here on the line <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know girl what's been cooking over at your house well there's a holiday coming up. Mm-hmm. But ask me if I've actually thought about it at all. <laughs> I have not. I don't. In fact, my kids were like at the table. They're like, so who's bringing this? Is is Mormar bringing her pecan pie? Is grandma bringing her pumpkin pie? Is grandpa James bringing a pot? What's ha- I mean, they were very concerned about the desserts, of course. What's everyone bringing? And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like people have asked me via text message what they should bring. I should probably look into that. We will, of course, do the turkeys. <laughs> and they were so much smaller than we anticipated no. after we butchered them and got all the feathers off. They were like, it was like we plucked all the feathers off and we're just like, hmm, well, <laughs> oh, well, they're like 10 pounds. So we'll probably do two of them, which is oh. going to be great. And maybe one on the Traeger. I feel like that would be good. Ooh. Maybe smoke it. Yes. Yeah. So anyhow, I don't really know what else, but in other homemaking things, maybe you can weigh in on this if you think of something or see a good idea on Pinterest or something. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So in both of our old houses, I have had places to display my children's artwork because Mm. as you know, because your children are like mine, mine are very um, productive in putting out just lots of artwork constantly (laughs) and it comes in all forms but you know obviously it's like their drawings and colorings and that sort of thing that they want to hang up and I have had places before in my old 
both of our house previous homes had places where they could hang them but I'm trying to find a cute way to display them in our playroom and I think for now I'll probably just tack up some twine and use clothespins but I want something like more permanent I don't know I'm just trying to figure out how I could do that and make it cute and fun and so that's my other homemaking sort of thing I'm working on right now so how about you love it I love it um this is not what I was going to share, but your artwork inspired me here. Um, I just met this gal. First of all, her name is Josette, which I love her name. And if I could have another girl, it's going on my list. Josette. Cute. Really cute. So cute, right? Um, but she is a painter and she does original art and she does like these beautiful sceneries, very light colors. And Darren and I were talking about in this world of AI. And if you don't know what AI is, we'll get into it another time, I'm sure. Um, But in this world of AI, like original art or original creativity um, is getting a little compromised. And so she had a sale and I bought like five of her artworks, but they're unframed. So I also need to frame things. So we could be on a mission to frame <laughs> artwork together. But that's so is it like lo- like local, local scenery? Yeah. Oh, oh well, so yeah. Fun. yeah, like big sky, you know, uh-huh. and like fields and some trees. Um her inspiration oh, is from here, but she also lived um on the east coast. So she kind of has a little bit of a you know, a, a combination. So super pretty. I'll have to figure out how to tag some of her artwork on our um, joyful homemaking podcast page. And I'll have to post whenever I hang mine because I, yeah. it's just part of homemaking, right? Is beautiful art and mm-hmm. finding ways to um, remind ourselves and our, and our kids that there is beauty in being creative because we are born in the image of our creator right? Mm-hmm. And he is the ultimate <laughs> creator. But what's been cooking over at my house? Um, I don't know about you, but I love the idea of bowls, like, you know, like an Asian bowl or a Mexican bowl or an Indian Ooh. bowl, you know, like, gotcha. Yes. Like just uh, rice and then a meat and like some vegetables, maybe a sauce and just like whatever you have put in. And so um, I invited this new family that we met at church to come over for Mexican bowls. And and then um, my daughter set the table and she put plates out and I was like, well, it's a Mexican plate. (laughs) So that was pretty funny. Oh, that's awesome. Like a salad, but not a salad because the lettuce was not a lot because the main bottom was supposed to be the rice. But anyway, it's pretty funny. Oh, man. The other thing I was Yeah, those are great for entertaining. Yes. Bowls are. Because then if somebody's gluten-free, Mm dairy-free, whatever, yeah, you can keep it all separate. Yeah. And now I know I always say this, but I do want to do a podcast with you sometimes actually about how sometimes our extreme diets, not for health reasons, mind you, diets are kind of hurting hospitality, you know, hurting Mm -hmm. that community gathering time, but we're going to get into that another time, but that's been on my mind lately. And, um, again, not for health reasons, but, um, for other extreme reasons, but, um, the bowls, yeah, the like kind of assemble what you want and what fits really well works well for like people with kids too, you know, who are just trying to 
learn new, new foods. <laughs> um, but the other thing I was going to say, um, thank you all for praying and, uh, for us, we're still working through what we're going to do with the limited, um, amount of hours. But, um, my husband, Darren had an interview at a local hospital to try to find, um, opportunities to, um, get a little bit more work to make up for that time. Um, However, it reminds me why we moved from his hospital job to the job he has now, (laughs) because it was more family friendly and like the schedule and stuff. So we might be moving into a season, a three month season where his work might take him away in the evening time and at bedtime. And when we do family Bible Mm -hmm. time and while I'm devastated in one hand, I'm also trying to pray through that this is really going to give me an opportunity to grow more compassion and more understanding and encouragement to maybe some listeners or some friends that might be experiencing single mom, you know, life, or, um, maybe their husband has a late night job. So I just pray to take this as a learning season full of patience and really try to, embrace what the Lord might have for me and how I can lead my family when my husband's not able to, um, because of work. So that's my other, what's been cooking in my mind. Well, friends, you have brought this completely full circle because look at the fact that you are going through a hardship, but it is your attitude Mm -hmm. that makes all the difference in it and choosing to have joy and to look at what the Lord could be doing through it. And be excited about that instead of throwing a pity party, which you certainly could have done, but you are choosing not to. So, well, I certainly think I might get some ice cream for those nights. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, ice cream for all nights. So, yeah, definitely. And good read alouds. That's always helpful. Yes. That's a great idea. I mean, we do read alouds anytime, but yeah. But just something special. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, wow, I've been so encouraged today and I hope you all who have been listening are so encouraged. If just a reminder, you can follow us on Instagram at joyful homemaking podcast, all one word. And, um, we just love doing this because the Lord is working through our lives and we pray that he's working through yours. Feel free to send this to a friend, leave a review. And, um, we talked about maybe taking next week off. But who knows? We're kind of spontaneous. We might throw one in there. So (laughs) make sure you're following to our channel so that you'll know when the next one comes up. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Subscribe or follow or whatever thing that you're supposed to do. Yeah. (laughs) Might be. Yes. That one. Awesome. Yes. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you when we see you. Yep. Sounds good. Talk next time. Talk next time. Bye. Bye.